Nine days prior to the 11th Olympic Winter Games, I was racing one of the toughest John Slalom World Cup races in the world, Adelboden, Switzerland. Every racer there was ramping it up as this was the final race to compare how you were doing before we could meet on the slopes of Sapporo, Japan. The athletes getting ready for the 32nd Olympic Games will be in the same planning process. They will already have discovered where they fit in comparison to their competition, or they will be headed for the last possible competition before they head to Tokyo. You know where you are standing, and you start to feel the pressure building and wondering if you will be up for the challenge. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope you will tell your friends and relatives and coworkers to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate, and review us, and become an 831-er. Well, nine days to the 32nd Olympic Games on July 24th to August 8th. 41 days to the 16th Paralympic Games, and I hope you will watch the teams that you support and the sport that you're interested in. Everything you have done up to this point is telling you where you stand and how great or slim your chances are of being on the podium. All the hype about seeing your flag raised and your national anthem being played is either playing on your performance tape before you get there, or it's a distant memory and you have prepared your tape, but it's somewhere in your luggage and you just haven't thought about it. When I reread my journals, I thought that if I had a breakthrough run, that there was a chance I could stand on the podium, but I was too young to have developed a plan for achieving it. Most people don't realize that most Olympians only get one chance at winning a medal, and most coaches either want to coach a first-year Olympian that's on thin ice with a lot of confidence, or a third-time Olympian which is standing on thick ice of experience and a lot of confidence. The tough ones to coach are those that are on their second Olympic Games or their fourth Olympic Games, unless they are dominating their sport. A first-time Olympian or a debuting Olympic sport is great to coach and easier to coach because no one knows what's going to happen. A third-time Olympian is usually only there because they have proven credentials and have been able to stay focused on their performance when they need to and are there for only one thing, to win. Confidence is believing in what you have made, but it can be derailed so quickly if the emotional training is not in place. A business person making a pitch for their idea or concept or dream or position or a direction faces the same problem. As mentioned before, doubt starts to creep in. Every company with a public presence and high profile should hire and pay for the Olympian to go to the games because what their company can learn from, what they learn, is invaluable to the organization. From my journals as I flew from Europe to Japan through Eastern Europe and India and finally arriving in Sapporo told me that I believed I was going to win a medal if everything went right. That little two-letter word, if... Is the biggest two-letter word, for it speaks, oozes, and drips of doubt. The first arrow that is fired at anyone attempting something risky where the winner takes all is doubt. Why say emotional training is the most important training from the day you are born, no matter what it is that you will attempt to do? 
I've researched over 8,000 parents asking them the same questions, and the results are always the same. When I ask them what they believe and teach as the most important aspects of development for their children, they always answer the same with the same development of character, attitude, emotional training. It's never in the top 10. Yet, when I ask them what is the number one thing that got out of hand the last time or each time they ran into a challenge, either with their child or with somebody else, a spouse or somebody they worked with, that stopped their forward progress and direction, it was emotions. They admit, once we break it down, that it is not mental, not physical, not technical, not tactical, and not financial. It is always emotional. Now, those other things may be the circumstances under which it is out of control, but it's the emotions that get in the way. Each test we have done reveals to the participants' amazement that it is in fact emotional. Any of the other components, even if the positions are opposites, at first can be solved. When it becomes an emotional problem, unless both parties can change their emotional stance, it keeps performance from being completed. It's funny how parents will use a technique called timeout for a child to settle down, but they rarely deal with the training of the emotions and the emotional balance for both the child and themselves. We have found that the parents are emotionally wrong as often as the child is. We use the office for teachers. Right? That's where you get sent when you do something wrong in school. We use a penalty box for hockey, and similar versions are used for almost everything. Yet it's the emotional outburst that caused the situation to get out of control, but we don't teach that. We instead penalize people. I was on my way to the Olympics, as are about 12,000 athletes from around the world, all recovering from the most recent COVID-19 pandemic, and we may witness some of the most surprising games in the history of the games, especially without any fans there. Emotions will be all over the map. My journals tell me I was confident, sure of myself. I believed in me. With 7,500 kilometers by plane from my dad, yet the first run down the downhill as I was preparing at the start, I could hear his voice in my head challenging me. Some would say, that's mental. No, it wasn't mental. It wasn't. I read my journals and it says the following. First training run, standing in the start, I could hear my dad telling me I was never going to be good enough, that I was chasing butterflies. I felt sick to my stomach and had to do a hard warm-up to silence the voice in my head and settle my stomach. My dad was my biggest fan. I learned more from him than all the other 830 people combined in this 831 podcast. But what a parent says in an emotional situation over and over again when emotions run high will come right to the top of the surface when you are under pressure to perform no matter what planet you are on. Almost every child has a parent or an authority figure that spends the greatest amount of time with that child and influence them emotionally the most. What is said and how it is said is where emotional training, the character of a person, begins. The 12,000 athletes about to compete in the Tokyo Games bring their emotional training or lack of it to the Games. You can't see it. First-time Olympians don't even think about it. But anybody that's been there more than once, I'm telling you, that's all they're thinking about is what they did last time and what they have to do this time. They bring it to the games. You can't see it. You can't hear it. You don't even know it's happening. But the private conversations are already telling the athletes that they can or cannot do what they're going there to do. 
It will be an amazing Olympics 10 days from now. But whose voice are you listening to today? Is it a parent? Is it a schoolmate, a teammate, a coach who said you can or cannot do what you know you can do? If so, it's time for some emotional training. For the Olympian that doesn't have that, well, it may be too late for them this time. Maybe they can do better next time. Or are you listening to your words, your voice, your thoughts? If not, you are following the voice of the one that has the strongest emotional grip on you. Could that be true of you today? Even in your workplace, are you still listening to what others have said you're limited by or what you can do? That's emotional. You need emotional training. Thank you for listening. I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life more emotionally balanced the next time we meet. My quote for the day, settle who gets to speak in the settlements in your head, silencing them from speaking at all. <laughs>